Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, and welcome to this next episode of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I have with me Carl Kanger. Welcome to the show, Carl. Thanks for having me on, Mads. It's good to be here. Definitely. Right, Carl. Some people in this world still don't know about you. Do you want to elaborate a little bit and tell them a little bit, a bit about who you are and where you started and so on? Sure. So the name is Carl. I'm originally from Estonia, currently living in Vietnam. I've been doing digital marketing for around 11 years now. So I got started as many in the SEO industry do, starting with small AdSense and affiliate websites, uh, and then eventually made it over to the agency world. So by now I've sold four online companies and websites, uh, different affiliate websites, e-commerce, and then two agencies. Uh, and currently I'm the director of marketing at Smash VC. Uh, where we invest in profitable lifestyle businesses. And then as a part of that, I run growth for also our internal portfolio of sites, which includes a business called Smash Digital, which is my main focus, which is our SEO agency. Uh, and then apart from that, we have some SaaS companies, we have some content-based sites, some e-commerce companies, Amazon FBA, and so on and so forth. Awesome. That sounds exciting. You you sound like a, a guy with way too much time on your hands. Is that correct? I wish. I wish. It's it's more in the opposite direction. But yeah, I keep myself busy. Excellent. Excellent, Carl. So you've obviously run a bunch of businesses. You've obviously dealt with a bunch of people. What What is your view on management? How do you look at management in general? What's your sort of philosophy and how yeah, how do you think about management when, when you're looking at going into a new business or starting a company and so on. So this is something that's, that's always been a trial and error thing for me because I started off at a, at a very young age and I, I never really learned about management when I was starting out. I didn't know that was a thing. So in the beginning I was mostly working with, let's say freelancers and your typical let's find a virtual assistant in the Philippines and so on and so forth. Uh, and then I, I guess I had the same issue as a lot of people do and especially in the SEO space, for example, where I was too afraid to give, uh, give kind of uh, responsibilities to people, thinking they would just, if they knew everything, they would just do it on their own. They would start their own company and so on and so forth. Then when I finally got over that and, and started to uh, hire people, then I would always micromanage them and I'd probably spend more time looking at what they were doing uh, other than actually just going on with my day and, and, and giving people responsibility. And I'd say the main thing I've learned over the years is uh, if you treat people like people uh, and give them responsibilities and, and give them the authority to actually make decisions and, and let them feel like they're doing something meaningful and are actually a part of the company, not just doing some random job. Uh, I think that's been the biggest takeaway and, and kind of the foundation of my management philosophy, so to say. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, I, I say it's slightly different. I say treat people like human beings, but you want to treat people like people. So I think we mean just about the same thing with that. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting, Carl, and I, I like your view on it, right? Uh, so how old were you when you started your first business? I'm not sure I would call it a business, but I started my first websites when I was around 12. Uh, so I did affiliate stuff for about two years uh, and then got bored of, of just working on the same projects and I ended up doing SEO and SEO agency for other other affiliates. So I'd consider that as the first like 
real business and dealing with clients and, and actually dealing with people, not just ranking websites. Sure. Okay. That sounds cool. So you, you had a fairly early start. Yeah, luckily so. But I luckily still at times wish I started earlier, which is a little bit silly. That, uh, I mean, you know, kindergarten should be, should be all about affiliate and SEO. That's all That's I can say. That's I'm going to raise my kids. So, excellent, excellent. So, uh, Carl, one of the difficult questions. What's been your biggest failure so far in your career from a management standpoint? I think it's going back to the, the earlier days. So maybe back when I was maybe 16, 17, had four or five years of experience. Uh, and I would just hire people uh, and not pay them a significant amount of money. I would try to find the cheapest person possible. Uh, I wouldn't spend too much time training them. I would expect them to have the same knowledge uh, as I had and be like, hey, just do this. And then they'd ask questions. I'm like, hey, I'm busy. And then in reality, I would just kind of, I'd use tools like Rescue Time and Time Doctor that would take like screenshots of, of, uh, of what they were doing. And I would just spend too much time micromanaging people. And that was a really bad habit that carried on for a long time. Uh, so I, I think that's kind of the biggest, biggest failure I've had on the management side of things. That makes sense. And I think a lot of people have probably been at that crossroad at some point. So that's a, yeah, a shared experience, I guess, for most people. Um, from, from the successes, what, what would you say the, the most successful management decision you have made is? Like what's, what's the one thing where you kind of look back and, and you're very proud of, of something you've done from a management standpoint? Uh, I think it was around the time I had a company called MR Media, which eventually scaled to 16 full-time people. And yeah. when I was starting that, that was the first business where uh, I actually had investors on board as well. And what they asked me to do was put together a business plan. And having started out with, with simple affiliate websites, for me, the idea of a business plan, especially for a digital business, seemed outrageous. Like, what's the point of doing all of these forecasts and planning where things, depending on Google, could change in two weeks or six months, there's no point in making a plan for three, three years. Uh, but during that process, I really thought about what if this company hits 100,000 recurring revenue with, with agency clients, what would the team look like? How many clients would we ideally have at that stage? And what kind of teams would have to be built out uh, to, to actually deliver that work? So before we even hired a single person, well, I actually had my I had my right-hand guy from my previous business with me, uh, but I started mapping out, okay, we're going to have this many clients. I think to deliver this, we're going to need this many content writers. And then I'm like, okay, well, we're also going to need an editor for those three writers because they can't, they can't just produce stuff. Then we're going to need this person, this person. And I kind of, at the beginning already, I came up with this kind of concept of creating uh, kind of hubs of people. So there would be a hub of seven people that can probably handle four or five different uh, clients, and then we'd replicate this hub uh, and basically have them work on different clients, and then kind of a chief marketing officer eventually who would uh, basically manage those, those different hubs, uh, who for the time being was me. And it was surprising to see how accurate that forecast was when you actually think it through. So I had mapped out every single job description before we were even close to hiring these people. Uh, but, but having that clear vision of what the company is going to look like and what people are going to be doing was really, 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 really important uh, and a big win for us. Because in the past, it would always be, 
we kind of hit peak capacity uh, and then I would bring on a new person and then kind of rush them to do this, rush them to do that. And there's never enough time for onboarding and training and so on and so forth. But when you have this clear roadmap of what the organization is going to look like, uh, it really made a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, Carl, that's uh, that's very good. One of the things that a lot of people struggle with, particularly in the SEO world, but generally as entrepreneurs, is this thing with letting go or delegating. What's What's been your experience around delegation? What's sort of been your tips and tricks? And, and what, what have you learned on, on your own body with regards to delegation so far? So yeah, I, I definitely struggled with the same thing when I was starting out and probably for a good six, seven years. Uh, as I mentioned, like I'd hire these virtual assistants. I'd, I wouldn't tell them anything about the business. And I was just like, just do your task, do your thing, get it back to me and I'll do the rest and so on and so forth. And eventually it got to the point where I was able to let it go with one employee. Uh, and I, I started, it was someone I looked at as kind of an apprentice, someone I was willing to teach even if they left. And then as I went through that process, I realized that the knowledge I had acquired over the years, uh, it was a lot more than just doing keyword research or something. It, it would not be as easy for someone to replicate everything I'm doing as, as maybe it seemed in my head at the time. And that was a big part of it. Uh, and, and coming to that realization, and once you get there, it, it's a lot easier uh, assuming obviously you don't get burned by an employee by the, by doing this, it's a lot easier to start letting that go and eventually just kind of accept it. And I think the yeah. other thing uh, that was quite significant was once you worked with enough people who are not entrepreneurs, you start to realize that there are different types of people. Not everyone wants to have their own business. I've met extremely smart people uh, who, who've had jobs, who've had businesses, and so, some people are just the employee type. They don't want to have their own thing. They don't want yep. to make money. They just want to do what they do best. That one specific thing they enjoy doing. Do they want to do it from nine to five, have work-life balance, go home and know that at the end of the month, uh, they're going to get a paycheck from it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I hundred percent, like everyone I work with, they always like, Oh, but if I teach them this stuff, they'll run away with my business. And, and I'm like, you know, some people might, but like a lot of people hiring, for example, VAs in the Philippines and the likes, that the chance that any of those will run away with your business, I, I would say this way, if they can, you have a shit business. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but really, like so many people, it, it's so easy to build up these fears that, that aren't anywhere near real just as an excuse not to, for example, delegate, right? Or as an excuse to yourself of, oh, you know, I should be doing this thing because what if I give it to someone else? And, you know, what's the worst 17 case scenarios that could possibly happen and stuff, right? So so really taking taking that to the next level and, and really just letting it go is... It, everyone finds it difficult, right? Like majority of people I work with this is probably the biggest thing that they're working with and struggling with. But, but it is when you, when you get it, like when you really get to that point where you're like, aha, then, you know, you there's no looking back, but, but really getting to that point can be difficult. But number one, what you said earlier, having great people around makes it significantly easier. Right, because if you're trying to delegate to someone who just get it and who you know picks up really quickly, that's obviously a lot easier than delegating to someone who is, you know, 
a few few years of learning away from uh, being where they need to be. For so, sure, I, I think this becomes a lot easier as as you kind of mentioned when you actually hire when you're able to hire the right person or when you finally find that that one rock star who's who's a game changer for you. I remember for me, it was probably three years ago when I was running the agency and I brought on an account manager. Shout out to Yvonne. Uh, and she was, she used to be a social media marketer. She had no project management uh, experience before, but I, I kind of felt like she was going to be a good fit for the role. We gave her a chance and she absolutely killed it. And she would, you could see it that she had no interest in starting in her own agency, but she, the differentiator was that she really cared about the company's reputation, the vision, where we're going. And she just enjoyed, like, she took pride in everything we did. And she wasn't the type to just work from nine to five and then a uh, client email comes in 5.05 and she's like, oh, my, my day is over. She, she'd sit there until 8 p.m. with me sometimes uh, to get things done. And, and when you see people like that who, who then don't come chasing for equity or don't want pay raises all the time or, or try to get your, I don't know, business secrets or something, then you really realize that when you give people this, this kind of autonomy and respect, a lot of people just enjoy doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, one of my favorite phrases that I always use is that no one comes to work to do a bad job, right? Literally, no people I know walk into work in the morning and say, yeah, today I want to do a crap job, right? Uh, in most cases, if people are doing a bad job, it, it is generally more down to the manager and either the manager hiring the wrong people or uh, managing them in a not ideal way let's say that way right so like i'm i'm always very and, and it happens to me i mean it happens to me that i have you know people that i feel aren't sometimes aren't performing uh like to the standard that i would like and and i only look one way that's in the mirror right because fundamentally like sometimes and and even though i recruit a lot and even though i'm i consider myself fairly good at it you know there's always people you bring on board once in a while that that don't just cut it for whatever reason and uh, you, you need to be good at also knowing when you make mistakes with that and uh, cut your losses right for sure so, yeah okay so um carl what's next for you what are you what are you looking to do with your current business and what what are you what sort of your future goals with it both from a management point but also from just business building standpoint so yeah, with the current company, we like to keep it very lean and high margin. Uh, so we're not doing a whole lot on the hiring side right now. We're, we're focused on improving our margins, our processes internally, uh, improving our service and, and, and kind of uh, working on the business itself. So things like delivering a better service, getting higher end clients, increasing our prices and so on and so forth. Uh, so that's, that's the priority, but definitely as, as we, as we refine this, I'm sure a bigger team eventually is going to be a necessity, but it's not something we've got planned right now. Sure, and, and I, I like I see more and more customers and, and businesses generally do that, right? Like they, they actually start to understand because previously it was like, everyone's like, oh, let's scale, you know, I'm making a hundred million and you're like, well, that's revenue, what's your profits? And people are like, profits what's that oh i'm i'm reinvesting it all right and uh yeah a lot of businesses were technically making a lot of money but not making any money so i, I really like the the sort of trenders now where people start focusing a lot more on profits and and really making sure they have a 
a good sustainable business that actually pays some good money. So that's, that's, good. that's one of the main lessons from my last agency, where, as I mentioned, we had 16 full-time people. And while I love the company, we were creating, we had the most amazing service in the space, hands down. We're delivering amazing work. Uh, I loved having an office and the team, everyone in person. And, and I still talk to a lot of those uh, previous employees now and we're good friends, but from a business perspective, it was, I don't think it was a very good business at the end of it. So we're making around $100,000 a month in recurring revenue, but our cost to manage and, and keep up all these times, uh, sorry, all these people uh, were quite significant. And uh, as much as I love having a big team and, and managing people, uh, the more people you have, the more complicated and stressful things get. Uh, so flipping that around with the current business and focusing on on only hiring when it's actually necessary and when it's the best business decision, uh, that's been a big takeaway for me. Yeah, and and I mean nowadays, particularly with within the SEO, like there's so much automation, there's so much stuff that can be built and can be done, right? And and a lot of the time, people are so focused on growth that they 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 kind of close their eyes for for efficiency, but a lot of the time, I mean, if you if you bring in a new client, right, and that brings you X, if you actually look at making the same money from doing process efficiencies, it might actually be easier and it's something that will remain, right? Whereas a client, they obviously can leave again. Um, so so there's definitely a lot to be said for for looking at doing process optimizations in general. And, and, and optimization, I mean, if you just look at it, like standard things that can be done nowadays by... I, I call it normal people, but uh, I can I consider I, I don't consider myself normal, but uh, I can I consider myself uh, not not a tech guru when it comes to it. But even with Google Sheets and stuff, like so many macros and optimization you can do that actually make life like so much easier, right? So what? Um, any any particular number one takeaway things that you guys have done that? that you're willing to share that have really helped you either automate or, or make your business significantly sort of more uh, easy to run, if you will. Yeah, there's, there's one big one for all the SEO people out there. I know for the majority of SEO agencies and site owners, obviously link building is the biggest kind of uh, time intensive thing for them. And mm -hmm. out of that, it's generally most people do outreach and guest posting and so on and so forth. And most people need to find a lot of emails for that. So you've probably had hundreds of requests of people, hey, I need someone who can visit these 10,000 websites and find the email of the editor and find the email of the website owner and this writer and this author and so on and so forth. Sure. Uh, while to, for, for business sake and, and not giving our competitors an edge, I can't exactly say how we've solved this, but I just want to put it out there that there is a very effective way uh, at low cost to get these emails at scale without having to hire people for it. Um, and there's, sure. there's, there's different platforms out there that you can use, I uh, think, along the lines of microworkers and so on and so forth. And there's a way for you to automate that entire process. So if someone's yep. smart enough to figure it out, they, they deserve it. Definitely. Yep, that's a, and that's a great example, right? I mean, we obviously, I run an outsourcing business as well, and we do a lot of this manual work. But uh, And then... 
you know, sometimes it can make sense to do it while you establish a process and so on. But obviously, there's a lot of stuff that also can be automated and, and not just remove the cost, but also really significantly in speed, increase the speed of which the process can be executed with, right? Which is also very fun. So yeah, I think one more tip along these lines is a lot of times for me as a, as a non-technical person, uh, it just seems that automating something is going to be really complicated. So if, even if I have the idea of like, hey, this is not very efficient, this is taking a lot of time, it feels like it should be automated, but I don't really know how to, just put up a job ad on Upwork looking for yeah. a developer uh, and, and you'll get proposals of people you literally tell them the problem in the job description already. This is what I'm trying to solve. And people will tell you what kind of solution they're going to be taking uh, when they apply for the job. And oftentimes you'll find something that you thought is, is really complex can be done with something like if this, then that, and some kind of uh, form software. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, what I would say, so, so one of the tricks I've actually done is going to look in Upwork jobs because very often there's actually people who look for the same as you do. And I've actually, actually twice I've done the same thing. I've basically found someone who had the same problem as me, who had looked to automate it. And I literally wrote to the person and was like, hey man, I could see you were looking to automate this thing. Did you, did you succeed, right? And I've actually twice managed to basically get for no cost the, the solution of the guy which he developed, right? So um, that's, Another way of doing it, I guess, might not always work, but it was definitely a couple of times it kind of saved my ass very, very quickly. So, many ways. Definitely a great strategy, and I think along those lines, it's something, especially in the in the SEO space, for example, we're hesitant to do. But oftentimes, uh, in in some other industries, you might be able to just reach out to your competitors and be like, "Hey, we got this problem of managing a content calendar. What's your approach to to handle this?" And this is something yeah. we did when we we're running social media. And then we ended up finding a software that was much better suited for what we're doing uh, compared to what we were using previously. Yep. Yeah, and I, I, I think like even in the SEO space, right? Like any space really, like, yeah, there is competitors, right? But the thing is very often, like even if you work together, like if both of you have a problem and you work together and, you know, split the cost of doing something, like some, sometimes, sometimes tool can cost a little bit of money to, to push out, right? But you might also make them significantly better if you're working, even if it's a competitor, because I mean, it's a big world we live in, right? So un unless you're necessarily focused on the same small, tiny city or something, you're, you're probably not going to bump into the same customers anyway, right? Um, but, but doing that sort of collaboration, I, I totally agree that can be hugely beneficial for, for all parties. So, yeah. Okay, that's that's interesting, Carl. Um, yeah, here here to end. Any other sort of things from a management standpoint? Like you, you said you have learned a lot by doing. So, any kind of tips or any kind of resources you have for people of places or books or courses or something where you feel you have learned a lot and that you think would be beneficial to others? I've got I've got two tip two tips that I think are have been really impactful for me uh, and i think a lot of people would struggle with the same issues as uh for example in the beginning i was really stressed out about training people so i would like i would feel like this is not something i can teach people for example going back to the the example of keyword research uh i just figured i'm such a great seo i have this gut feeling uh, and i can't really teach it to someone else i have to be able to look at the results and then 
I, I automatically know and make a decision based on what I see. Uh, and what I learned is when you get someone to just shadow you, so someone who's, who's going to watch you do it and be able to ask questions uh, maybe for a day or two in the office or, or you can even share your screen while you're doing it, uh, they, when they're coming in with fresh eyes, they're going to be able to ask the right questions. So when I say, okay, obviously number seven is the right choice here, they're going to go deeper and ask why. And then you're kind of, instead of saying it's, it's too difficult to explain, you're probably going to come up with a, a rational example. And as you keep doing this with someone, uh, for, for, from their perspective, uh, it's going to be a very clear and cut process with maybe some exceptions. And they're going to be able to write that up for, as a standard operating procedure and also be able to train other people in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I love that tip. And, and one of the things I always tell people is if you don't know it well enough to teach someone, you don't know it well enough. And, and I, I kind of mean the same. What, what I mean is when you haven't had to explain it to someone, how you think and, and how you make those decisions, it's really because you haven't thought of it like well enough. Because if you do sit down and if you do have to try and actually show someone else how to do something, um, you actually, one, get better at it, but you also get better at thinking of, about these different scenarios of, you know, how can I put a framework around it? And like, at, at least in the beginning, even if you put a framework around it, that gets you 80, 90% of the way, right? If someone can get you, instead of just, you know, instead of you having to do the entire keyword research, if you could, you know, get them to do like all the scraping, getting all the keywords, basically doing 80, 90% of it. So you basically just have to sit and look at the last answers and kind of validate if everything's good. Like that's still a huge move forward, right? So even if you start at that point, that's a, that's a big one as well. So, but I love that one. That's, that's a great one. Any other magical tips or any favorite books or anything else? Very good. Uh, another one for me is giving people a chance. So oftentimes, even especially when you've got a bigger team, uh, even when you're trying to be to be fair to everyone, it's easy to get, let your emotions get in the way. Maybe you don't really like an employee personally for some reason, not because they're a bad person or anything. Maybe they're just, they don't agree with you on some things. They have different views and so on and so forth. And it's just easy to kind of write people off or maybe even because of the way they, they've done certain tasks. Uh, but I have found out that oftentimes, just by giving those people a chance, you really get to know more about them in a different way and, and people might surprise you. So try giving them a little bit more responsibility, uh, giving them more tasks, ask them, hey, do you think there's a way to do this better? Let them voice their, voice their opinion and yeah. you'll, you'll really be surprised at what your employees can do for you. I love that one as well. I mean, so one of, one of my big things when it comes to hiring is I've always loved hiring people with a background similar to mine, AKA very uneducated. Um, because what, what I've seen, like particularly in a place like Philippines where we have hired a lot is, you know, like people who spent years going through education, paying a ton of money for it, they're, they're kind of expecting to come out and have a good future. But these people who have never had a chance, who are eager to do something, but you know, no one ever looks at them because they don't have the right credentials officially. Like those people, if you do give them a chance, like they they will fight like a war to like both perform but also go way above and beyond, right? Because so often they're not they're not used to being looked at, they're not used to giving a chance, and the family is like, oh, you're gonna be a failure, blah blah blah. Right. Whereas when you when you actually give some of those people a chance, like you're you 
you can get so much back, right? So that's uh, sure, and I, I think that that ties into my my kind of final tip that that stands out to me is the fact that a superstar employer, like a rock star employee, will be so much more valuable even if they only stick out, uh, even if they stick with you for a year or two years, that a mediocre employee will get done in their in their five years. So just yep. because, like sometimes I'll have second thoughts about hiring someone because I know they're entrepreneurial and they might actually actually go and start their own business in the future. Well, if I can use that person for a year or two to improve my own process, improve my own strategies, uh, then that has been worth its weight in gold. Excellent. Yep. Lots of great tips, Carl. Lots of great tips. So um, if you, uh, if people want to get hold of you, what's the best places to do that? And Uh, you can send me an email at carl at smashdigital.com if you have any online business management SEO questions. Uh, and you can also check out our sister business, which is smash.vc, where we invest in uh, lifestyle businesses that are profitable and then yeah. use our agency and our, our business expertise to help grow those businesses in a partnership fashion. Excellent. That sounds amazing, man. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. It was definitely a pleasure to have you. And yeah, again, for everyone else, if you want to get hold of Carl, we'll put all the details in the show notes and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.